Welcome to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show. G'day out there all on podcast land. I'm here today with Greg Tassie. We're out in the field, so there's a few nature sounds along with our podcast, isn't there? That is exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just new to iNaturalist and I'm just trying to use the app. Greg, could you give us a few tips on what to do and what not to do? Yeah, so I've been using it for quite a few years now and I'm by no means an I'm expert on technical side of things. I mean, I'm the kind of guy who just gets out there and loves nature, biodiversity and gets pictures on. So I kind of, I don't have patience for the the technical side of things so I, I blunder into it and i use people i lean on people like thomas Masalio, nick lambert the really experts to get to the bottom of it but generally what i did i started out with the mobile phone taking terrible pictures at night you can see my first twenty thousand observations of these terrible pictures at night and i'm embarrassed about it now i'll so i would say stubborn about not getting a camera but i invested in a bridge camera that started me on the road to a camera i've got now which is worth a couple of grand nothing too expensive but for me it's my hobby it's worth it if you're really into it to get a good camera and to get the good lenses but what you do generally what i do i'll go to a site my primary goal is plants yep and collect everything along with the plants right um so i'll take every species of plant i'll take a picture of one and i get home and i plug my camera into the computer i don't do any uploading on site never why is that there's a number of reasons because if you work full time you got a couple hours of sunshine why would you stand there and upload <laughs> perceptions another problem is that you know the quality photos at cameras and in phone take they're quite big they take a long time to upload yeah so don't want to waste my time i want to go to the next corner to the next creek see more plants and animals that's the time in the field i know nick i'll give a shout out to nick lambert who's the expert at getting photos and sometimes he'll get so many photos it takes him six months to upload from a project oh really yep so he'll still be uploading a year later from a trip that he did a year before so <laughs> yeah it's all about optimizing your time in the field so you could miss the best plant or animal while you're standing there uploading reception of course is another one that's very important reception is not that good you don't want to be stuffing around looking for identifications either so you want to get back you put it on the computer let the ai have a shot at it first if you're not confident and then if you're happy with the ai uh, decision you can go with that but then you let the other people in as well that actually give you the research grade or identify it for you so yeah really avoid doing any uploading in the field it's all about collecting the shots covering a lot of ground not wasting your time so when you get home and you got all this data you um, sit down with a cup of tea or a beer absolutely so i'll give you a, i did a crazy Bioblitz week holiday so there's actually Bioblitz holidays now right it's going to be a massive boom economy in the future where crazy people like me nick and thomas went on a week holiday recently to wa yeah from 6 15 to 11 o'clock at night all we did was take pictures of animals oh wow and plants and thomas got back he took eleven half thousand pictures <laughs> so what we do we get back and um put them all on your your computer so you've doubled up and then you sort them you edit them and then you load up and like a hundred photo chunks and you pull all the photos together the one observation and you let id and you slowly go through it can take hours yes for sure i think for my trip to wa with those two i got about eight and a half thousand photos and it took me i think it took me a whole week luckily i didn't have work um so it took me a whole week to upload them you know the ultimate use is to gather your data bring it home, sort out all the photos, etc. when you get back. When you go out in the field, like you were saying, there was three years, so it sounds like there was 20,000 images. More, 30,000, I'd say. Oh, there you go, 30,000. So the, these guys are the cutting edge. Like I, you know, I'm one of the, the most prolific on iNaturalist, but these two had been to WA before and they knew a lot of it. You know, we'd get up, Thomas would have a piece of toast and he'd be ready to go after 15 minutes at 6am. And he, we, we called him the cyborg because he went all day, he barely ate lunch, went all day up until 
dinner time, then we'd have dinner, and then they wanted to go out again at night. It was just non-stop. Wow. I think we're up to 900 species of plant for that trip, and I think well over 1,000 species of fauna. So the whole objective is Thomas's PhD is to um, find plants that have not been described and get photos of plants on the internet that aren't on the internet. Yep. You know, you've got to have access to, to knowledge on plants, and the first thing is to do is get a picture online. It's all good to have local guides on plants, but not everyone has that ability to get local guide. We've only got so much room on our bookshelves, so it was a really good trip. There's plenty of stories. That's another whole podcast, I think, that trip. <laughs> How many um, new discovered species did you find on that trip? We, we shouldn't discount the work that the herbariums do. Yeah. So you don't know, a lot of them you don't know that they are undiscovered. Yeah. So I'll give you an exa- another example recently of a bioblitz I did in southeast Queensland. So southeast Queensland, well-renowned for every single plant's been found and dug up and decades of history here. So it's very hard to ha- find a new species. But went on a bioblitz, sat at our Boona area, took people around, got to know the owners. I asked to come back and with the goal to add to their plant list and get photos and put on an iNaturalist citizen science. They're lovely people. They brought me back and I so happened to invite a taxonomist from the Queensland Herbarium who came along. He came with me and it just so happened we found a new species of nightshade. Oh really? Which is significant in southeast Queensland because like I said most of the plants are found. It's not like spiders where there's just no resources. They're hard to find. The plants are really well researched. So we're at a stage now where he's got samples of the plants. He's got to go back and get more samples but it's come off the back of a bioblitz. So the relationships that were built. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. When you were a little boy, did you have an interest in this sort of stuff? I did, but I was a lazy kid, so I never really put any effort into it. And, you know, I always wanted to be an environmental person. That means study, right? You go to do a big degree. And in my family, nobody really does study in degrees. And I remember telling my parents young, I want to be a bush ranger. And they laughed at me. <laughs> they said, don't you mean park ranger? <laughs> and then I said, yeah. And my mum said, you don't want to do that. You'd be cleaning our poop from the toilet. So I was easily dissuaded but um I guess what you want to know is... What do you do now for a living? I'm a financial planner and I'm trying to move into an environmental job and I think pretty much what's going to help me get there is the citizen science side of things. Beautiful. Because I've got no background of... um, educational qualifications but a lot of experience in the field absolutely like i have done five or six years of constant like nearly a hundred thousand observations which has been like rote learning to me you know it's no magic pill here you just have to repeat it and you've got to be interested obsessed especially with plants there's a great opportunity in plants because a lot of people aren't interested and they all look the same so you know i've gotten my level of skill at a reasonably high level now yeah. and i'm trying to move from financial planning to an enviro job so did you do any tafe courses in no everything's been out in the field with scientists and other people and well that's what's happening now because you know it was out my own trying to get my knowledge up but now it's transferring over to i'm out with actual scientists and learning off them I did a recent Myrtle Ross plot with Louis Weber, who's the top subtropical rainforest plant guy in northern New South Wales recently. I'm out with Glenn Leeper and Paul Forster a little bit from the herbarium. These guys, you can learn so much from them, how things are done properly beyond citizen science. Yeah. So Paul says to me, he says, Greg, this iNatural stuff's all good, but when you go to court, you need that collection. You know, so I know when I do move to professional in years to come, I do know there's a leap that you have to take. Yeah, that's fantastic. And is your family supportive of this leap that you're taking? It's very hard because, you know, you've got, I've got a wife and and a daughter. Yeah. And you know, these days both work, both pay the mortgage. So it's very hard at the moment. I'm at a juncture where I'm at a career break and considering study to sort of boost me into to go with the skills to get me into the environmental section. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 44. 44, yeah. Yeah, so it's a 
And you could say it's a midlife crisis thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's a passion that I should have started when I was younger, how you brought that at the start, followed what I did. But, you know, with some of us guys, we don't, our heads don't really come out of our bums till we're 30, right? 33, I reckon. Oh, 33, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, we, we live in our own little world for a so long you, time. You've really had your head out of your ass for the last 11 years. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, for sure. So, um, yeah, look, a lot of things have come from it. Um, it triggered a, you know, I found a, a rare plant in Oxford Creek catchment called the Anglestead Myrtle. There's only seven left in that catchment and I found one and luckily I had a great catchment project manager who it triggered a 14 grand grant and then it triggered a, like a 60 plus thousand dollar threatened species recovery project which they're in the middle of now so you can make a big difference I know that my greater glider observations helped the researcher zoologist help form the new status as well it's just a little bit helps right yeah but yeah you get contacted by many specialists things you find we'll just cut through here we'll get past there oh hang on oh i thought it was a snake yeah so did i xanthora fulva pete get the cross section of the leaf halfway down i love it yeah the fur yeah no it's great because um you get so obsessed with it i can walk into a park in brisbane and know 99 percent of the plants there because you're so obsessed with you're so driven so i've just got to be able to make that step from amateur to a professional and I'll soon find out whether I really need a qualification. That's the key. So we've got a great guy in southeast Queensland called Glenn Leeper, who's written the book Mangroves and Mountains. Lovely guy. He's a school teacher. He has not got a proper botany background. And he says in himself, he's so humble, but he's got probably the best knowledge in southeast Queensland on a broad area of plants. So, you know, someone that we all look up to if you're into plants, but, you know, it's a path I'd like to take. I won't be getting to the level that Glenn's at, but, um, you know, just moving from financial planning to environment's very hard because those recruiters look at your background as financial planning and then they look at what you've done in the field and it's citizen science it's still looked down upon a little bit you know yeah there's no professional experience um and that degree is missing but we'll see yeah i know i used to work for new south wales fisheries and i used to go out and collect um data for them with the professional fishermen and one of my jobs was collecting gonads in the otolith which is a little bone inside the fish's head that you can tell the age and one of the reasons why they picked me to go and do all that data collection was i could talk to the fishermen yeah so the professional fishermen were very very suspicious and a lot of them don't like fisheries at all but i'd go out there and say oh look i want this starter and they'd go what do you want that for you want to close these fisheries down and i went oh i don't know but oh, i promise please don't put you in your lobster pots you know you hit on a super important thing where um i talked to land for wildlife some um, officers and they talk about the importance of uh, interpersonal relationships and communication with a whole wide range of people right so third generation farmer the great thing is for me personally i've got that because i've been a financial planner yeah. so yeah, i've been dealing with close personal relationships with clients for years in reality moving to that to dealing with landowners will be actually a, an easy transition but it's exactly that you've got to meet the person you've got to hear what they have to say then you've got to adapt and you've got to understand what they're worried about what they want to talk about and you adapt to that it's psychology in a way and there's lots of different user groups and everyone's different and the one approach doesn't always work all the time that's exactly right you have to change the way you speak to people it's like going on one of these walks i sense what the crowd wants to look at if they want to look at plants we can really nerd out in plants but generally people want to look at fauna as well so you have to spread the interest across look for fauna as well well so you really have to adapt to the people you have with you well thank you very much for your time we need to talk again we're out in the field out there and everyone in podcast land and i hope you have enjoyed this oh, i've enjoyed this so much it's better than sitting in front of a computer walking through the bush and just talking and being out with the bio blitz that i've talked about so much in the last few months 
You've been listening to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show.